This is a HeadGum Podcast. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. We listen to Creed, and we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun. I want to see Cash! I wanted to kick everybody, and I didn't! Hey, I'm just killing. Oh, He's disgusting. Okay, bitch, watch this. Ah, I love Bazinga. Jesus Christ. Bazinga. Losers, in other words. Oh, why don't you want to get in the bathtub? Bazinga. Sicario. Are you very familiar with like Calvinism as a concept? I should probably tell you something now, just to get it out of the way. I hate jazz. Are you okay? What do you mean you hate jazz? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It's a throwback. A clip from a movie about loving music, which is what we're here to do today. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. And I'm Caroline. And we're here to have some good Christian fun. Uh, If I'm the gossling of this podcast, then Caroline, well, you're one of Emma Stone's roommates in La La Land. (laughs) That's what I figured. (laughs) Good Christian Fun is the podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture, movies, music, entertainment, made for, made by Christians. Sometimes against the will of the people who created it, it's for Christians. Sometimes it's yeah. to the disagreement of those people that's actually for Christ. You can argue whether or not this is about Christian music today, but you can't argue that this is about rock today. Yes, and I'm in. Yeah. Like Peter, the rock of the church. That's oh, right. gracious. Now, here's what I'm wondering, Caroline. You know, we're we're a couple of, you know, I don't even, <laughs> I don't even know what day it is anymore with this lockdown stuff, but I am wondering, do we put a quaratorium on the podcast? People are listening to it for a sense of regularity, maybe a sense of relief from their mm-hmm. miserable little lives. And what if we made a moratorium on quarantine talk on the show? Okay. And- And just like decided, you know what, from here on out, because it's on everyone's mind, what if we were the escape, the release valve for people listening? Yeah. Now, where did this come from? What made you think of this? I just thought, given kind of the fatigue I've experienced in my own listening of podcasts recently, (laughs) where it seems to touch everything, uh, the relief that it is when it doesn't, it might be a nice treat. Uh, yeah. for the listener. I don't know. I don't know truly how the listener feels. And we haven't gotten a significant amount of negative feedback saying, hey, can you chill with the lockdown talk down? But uh, it was just a Yeah. Thought. I mean, aside from our series where we went bullet by bullet on the CDC recommendations for everybody, right, I don't right, think right, we right. talk about it like that much, you know? Sure. Okay. So a quartorium Especially is- on the main feed. Yeah. I feel like- yeah, I, I think it's safe to acknowledge it here and there. And also, I'm afraid to put a quarantorium because I think I'll slip on it repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then I can make you feel bad about it. That's fun. Yeah, isn't it? 
Oh, by the way, we're not here to make you go to church or to proselytize to you or to make fun of your beliefs. We're just here to have fun. We're fun. We're your friends. We're here to give you a laugh and have a laugh with you and to give you a little smile in your day. I'll escape to a a deserted island where everyone's just a fun little clown. Mm. That sounds fun, right? (laughs) Clown time. Wait, is that what your island looks like on Animal (laughs) Crossing? Is that what it looks like now? No, there is a villager, though, that looks like a scary clown uh, that I'm I'm afraid to get, but I haven't gotten him yet. But you can evict him, right? Yeah, eviction, it's like a messy process. I haven't really figured out what the what the like real way to get it done. There's a lot of theories. Like one I've been trying is not talking to the villager and then hitting them with your net all the time. There's a lot of theories. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't done the rabbit hole dive. We don't have time today. I was looking at the turnip market. It's, it's a whole ass world. My turnips are so washed right now. Oh, it's so bad. (laughs) Uh, But Caroline, uh, today we have a special returning guest. Uh, It's someone who we banned for the podcast for about three years. And then we Mm -hmm. finally, because of quarantine, lifted the ban. So I think it's time to introduce this gentleman (laughs) right now. Friends and folks, he is a comedian. He is a stand-up. You may remember him from our live show, God's Not Dead, back in New York three years ago. Everybody give the hell up for Aaron Chilling! Yes! Wow, so glad to be here. Thank you. Buddy, how's it going, friend? Man, it's going so good. I'm glad uh, we're doing this, the pre-recorded one. Uh, you know, on stage was a good time, but... This, this feels a lot more comfortable. No, I, I, yeah. So you're saying uh, as a stand-up, you thrive in a close situation in which there's no audience. <laughs> exactly. Yep. I get that fully. Um, yeah. Man, well, that was such a fun show when we went. That was great. You know, that was our first one. Yeah. I was shaking in my heels, my friend. I and was you two were so honored. funny and it made it so comfortable and great. It was awesome. I remember I, uh, th- it was kind of my God's Not Dead moment, that show. <laughs> Because you got me on stage in front of all these mm-hmm, people, mm-hmm. and you made me give my testimony, and you were like, <laughs> defend your faith. Talk about it. And yeah. I was just like, no, I did not rise to the challenge. <laughs> hey, wait, do you feel like you didn't rise to the challenge? <laughs> not really. I, for some reason, like forgot that was going to happen. I don't really remember what I said. Yeah, I your eyes rolled back, and you're like, I'm a hardcore atheist now. Yeah, fight me. Yeah, I hot. do remember I said something Gross. like, uh, I went to Christian school and it was homecoming king. And then Kevin, you're like, oh. That's all I remember. That out. sounds like me. I'm very sassy, especially with my hand motions. Oh. Yeah. No, I kind of like do that. I do snaps a lot to connotate uh, a certain sort of tood because uh, I'm a bit of a rude dude. And so that is kind of my style. Uh, so I appreciate the shout out. But Aaron, thanks so much for coming back, buddy. Um, thanks for having me. And thanks for uh, pick, picking the subject matter and letting me help guide that. Oh, listen. I mean, it's always best when the guest has a vested interest in what we're talking about. Uh, I could re- not be more interested in this. So I'm, I'm very happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm excited to talk to you I understand that. So it is, you know, it, it does beg the question, especially because we, we've opened up the guest roster so much to pretty much anyone in the world now. We were so... Uh, uh, focused on our little LA bubble and our little community surrounding us. Like, oh, it's always better in person. The chemistry is better when you can look at each other in the eye. And now all that's bullshit. Now we can have yeah. anybody, anywhere, anytime. Guests from Australia, guests from New Zealand, guests from Russia. We can do it all, including guests 
from the COVID capital of the world, Georgia. <laughs> that, unfortunately. Yeah, do you, oh, cool. are, do you feel, are you okay? Do you feel safe? You safe? Yeah, I feel great. You know, the bowling alleys are open. Thanks to Brian Kemp. Oh, uh, my God. We're, we're very happy about it. Everyone's doing wonderful. Okay. Oh, my gosh. That so is it's a- kind of like one of those fortune-telling machines, except you, uh, never mind. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going to stop the show until we figure out what Caroline God, wanted to no. say. It's like a big situation? You think I'm going to turn into like a big boy now? <laughs> no. A fortune-telling no, 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 no. machine. You know, okay, here's what I was thinking. It's a bowling alley mm-hmm. <laughs> during COVID. It's like you can stick your hand in that hole and instead of getting like a fortune, you'll get a disease. <laughs> Wait, every you would go to bowling alleys to get your fortune read? Is that what That's where that's where it doesn't make oh. any sense. Yeah, and I, I would appreciate if we could move on. I am sorry <laughs> about the bowling alley. No, tragedies. no worries, we'll move on. Um but so like the bowling ball is the fortune teller. <laughs> In this image, that I, I'm, the bowling ball is like a dispenser. A dispenser mm-hmm. of the for- so okay. So you're thinking of like the booth, like the stand-up booth, like big, where it does just yeah. like print out a thing, not like an actual lady. Yeah, who's doing maybe, it? Maybe maybe more of like a carnival game. You know that thing where you have to squeeze as hard as you can, and it shows you how strong you are. Oh, okay, but yeah. th- that's the test for whether you have COVID. Oh, Christ, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Scott Stapp. Okay is a great singer no what's what's great about this time you know and it's all it's all privilege for us even talking about doing well or doing okay or anything but something that's great about this time is like the true reflection we can have on our own thoughts we can just stare at the wall and think 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 all day and come Mm -hmm. up with such like analogs and imagery just kind of got us doing it Uh uh-huh it's my favorite thing Ben Aaron, I got to ask you, it's the question on everyone's mind right now. What made you smile today? What made me smile today? Um, We all need a little good news. We do need a little good news. I'm going to say Broadchurch. Okay. Broadchurch. A specific answer. Very specific. I'm just deep in the David Tennant and Olivia Coleman hole right now. Mm -hmm. The Holman Uh, with the Coleman. Yep, the mm-hmm. moment of the Coleman, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm I feel robbed that I'm American and never have experienced the full Tenet and Coleman pleasure. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. I mean, when you watch a BBC show or any sort of like foreign production, even even like you know something like Normal People on Hulu, does it feel like reading a book? Because especially sometimes you have to put subtitles on because you don't get it through the accents. Yeah. Yep, I always do uh, subtitles. I definitely feel smarter afterwards, even though it's about a child murder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I learned a lot. I feel like I'm a better person. Yeah, more cultured. You know what I mean? It's it, not The Sopranos where I love it, but I'm like, I didn't, I didn't learn anything mm-hmm. other than what some, you know, other uh, than what the gabagool is. is. Yes, the I, gabagool. I, I understand <laughs> that. Yeah, and it's cool that you know, right now, a procedural about a child's death is the thing that makes you smile. Um, I think I'm just cool. laughing through the whole thing. It's yeah. wonderful. It really is. Compared to what's outside, it's just joy. It's, it's a freaking vacation. Broadchurch, the child, or the detective? Uh, it's the place. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's the fictional little you know seaside town where the kid gets murdered. Oh, okay. okay. I'm so sorry. Detectives. Little Broadchurch yep. was gunned Broad down Church in Junior. his prime <laughs> at recess. <laughs> He got a bunch of bullets in him, didn't he, didn't he? Little Broadchurch. Oh, no. 
<laughs> and even when they move on into other cases, his kind of image looms over the whole series, which is why so further seasons are called Broadchurch. Broadchurch. I Our love brother. that. Well, you know, technically it's a Christian podcast for Christians and for no one else. So, Aaron, I guess we got to talk to you about what what your faith is doing right now, man. Like, the yeah. world's kind of crazy right now, right? It really is. Yeah. So, how's my heart? Yeah, yeah. How's your heart? Truly. Yeah. We'll go back to that old, old chestnut. How's your freaking mm. heart? This is, it's kind of a falling upstairs moment the mm-hmm. last few years. I am in a different place than I was last time we spoke about this. Yeah. Oh, how so? I'm still very deconstructed, I'd say. I, I've definitely started to come back around a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've been uh, working with some Christian artists. I uh, work for an agency full time now. That's some personal news, if you didn't know that. Congratulations. Um, we're working with Lecrae and the Reach Records team, uh, some other artists. And, you know, I've had some bad experiences working with the church and personalities. And there's been a lot of good experiences recently. And I'm I just I'm starting to have better vibes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you've been how long do you feel like you've been in this state of deconstruction? Did it start before maybe last time we talked or, or were you kind of Oh, way like, before. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good uh, 10 years. Went to college, left my little uh, white Christian school bubble, which I, I do love that school. And they, as far as Christian education, is the best. So nothing bad about that. But, you know, everyone looked and sounded like me. So not only did I have to kind of realize that everyone didn't believe what I believed, but also it, my whole world got blown up very quick. So it just it took me a long time to process all of those things. I had I was very conservative growing up politically for some reason. You know, just <laughs> going along with people. Oh, above I know me the said, reason. You know that you know the deal. I don't know if you know this, Aaron, but this is a uh, part of Christian podcast, part of Prez Bush fan tribute podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Prez reason Bush. was the siren sounds of Prez Bush. We do love to retread all the wonderful <laughs> ground uh, that he covered, and you know, when he released his pandemic video, I was like, I miss him. That's what a real president looks and sounds like. That's a leader. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's the leader we're yeah. missing and that we need. So, yes, that is a, a, a much shared uh, perspective of people on this podcast as well as I'm sure a lot of people listening. Absolutely. So that deconstruction is not just faith. It was tenfold everything. Just complete worldview. Yeah. But yeah, the last few years, I've, now that I'm back in Atlanta, I'm like kind of more settled and it's just starting to feel more normal. Mm-hmm. My cold heart i feel like it's melting a little bit <laughs> that's nice okay so it's on an upward trajectory i think so mm-hmm. I and mean, i don't know what's what's gonna happen still you know liberal as hell but yeah that's not changing i don't think mm-hmm. what do you think but, were the mitigating factors in terms of like how well or how positive you felt about all this stuff was it the people that were around you was it the present circumstance was it work in particular what made you feel closer or further from god during this time yeah, work was a big thing. I definitely got burned out. Uh, I was working summers, Christian camps. Yeah, high school, I was like funny Christian video guy. So those are the kind of jobs I just fell into as I started my career. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was good with them for a while. But then, you know, working with churches, people were, it just felt like people were putting on shows, you know, not nothing really other than that. Just kind of checking a box, got burned out. All the people felt fake for a while. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the faith. That's one thing. I've always had great vibes towards God and Jesus. You know what I mean? Everything surrounding that, the human aspect of it is the thing that really completely pushed me away, which I feel like 
you know, pretty universal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Pretty common. Yeah. So it's like yeah. a collective. No one's, no one's like Jesus started to be a dick to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> True. Although actually maybe is that a perspective we took on a few episodes, Caroline, where he like, he cursed the fig tree and we were like, what a loser. <laughs> like, why is he getting uppity about like the seasonal? What a petty, yeah. A little wimp. Growth. Uh-huh. Yeah. He could have done more miracles too. You know what I mean? Way more. If you have that power, like, come on, flex it a little more. Throw a female disciple in there. You know, there was a lot he could have done. There was a lot he did. Yeah. But he didn't do. <laughs> I would imagine that being a disciple during that time must have felt like what it felt like for us when we went out to eat with like one of our like friends in college who we knew was uber rich or like some trust fund kid. And he had like cash dough. And even when we out, went out with a group of four, we all still split the check. The disciples must've felt like that when it's like, Oh yeah, my wife's sick. Or like, yeah, my, my kid's down with the flu. Gee, it'd be nice if there were some sort of help that could come to him. Yeah. Anything absolutely. at all. And Jesus is like, yeah. Oh, that like, sucks. Oh, sucks so hard. <laughs> so yeah, sorry. like the the father of the bride that originally bought wine for that wedding yes. before it ran out, then yes. he redid it. It's like, why did I buy wine originally? Just make it, dude. That's the yeah. thing. Is like, yeah, what people don't know about that story is that when Jesus was doing that miracle, the father of the bride was hauling the cart full of wine up, and then he sees Jesus <laughs> do that, and then he sadly Sweating. had to take his cart away. The thing is, Jesus could have also. Through a miracle, and because he knew about it, give the wedding feast Oreos or like a Rice Krispie treat. And mm-hmm. imagine how that would have blown their minds in their time, like the deliciousness of those Whoa, things. Huge. And instead, he was like, Here's some old juice. You guys uh, like that? Did you say juice? Juice or juice? <laughs> juice. She said juice. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. And, take care. Uh, so again, that doesn't that seems like a cheap gift in retrospect. That's true. The other one I think of all the time is Lazarus. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Imagine dying, being in heaven. <laughs> being in heaven. Uh-huh. And oh, then, yeah. you know, then someone's like knocking like on the door. Like riding a like, dolphin. You got dude, you gotta go back. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, that's like Buffy season six vibes where they bring her back from the dead and she's pissed about it because she was in heaven for real. Whoa. And heaven is for real. Yeah. Oh you never hear any more about Lazarus after that story. They don't hang out again. No, I'm sure he like struggled with depression for the rest of his <laughs> Yeah. Kevin. <laughs> that would have sucked shit, man. Oh, God. So what's faith for you now? Are you like involved in church? Are you, are you a part of a, a Zoom group Bible study now? What's it looking like? Hey, Dad. Like? <laughs> I just are you wanna, reading your Bible? I just you want to know you're church, doing buddy? okay. I want to yeah. know what it looks like. I'm just throwing out some some suggestions. Uh, you know, I'm still not really doing much at all, to be honest. Uh, I have Same. found myself just like listening to old Christian music just for kicks a lot. Mm. Yeah, what brings I, you the I, most comfort with that stuff? I don't know. I mean, some of it, I was on a road trip, just went to the mountains a couple weekends ago and listened to the first Full Wickham CD on the way home. Mm-hmm. Ooh. That CD is a banger. The whole thing. It's phenomenal, I think. We should cover um, him. Phil Wickham? It's fantastic. Oh, we almost yeah, went the, to his concert back uh, a oh, couple, yeah. like a year or two ago, right? Yeah, I wow. like Phil Wickham. I love the guy. Uh, He's he hot, definitely got, right? He's kind of mousy. He's small. 
Yeah, well, but that's kind of Caroline's flavor is the great mouse detective. <laughs> so I think yeah. you're speaking I have her a type. language. <laughs> if you're a rodent smoocher, you'll like it. <laughs> uh, but that first album, it's different. It doesn't sound like the contemporary worship stuff. The last several albums do, but early on it was different. It was cool. I told the story, Caroline, on here before about how my brother proposed to a Phil Wickham song, right? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, uh, oh, I thought Divine I Romance, was it? It wasn't Divine Romance. Uh, there, yeah. I'll, I'll give you one other guess, Aaron, as to, as to which song it was. You're Beautiful. Yes, it was You're Beautiful. You are absolutely <laughs> correct. Knew it. Aww. You're beautiful. And then the, the bridge is, uh, it's about, you know, the bride wedding, the whole imagery. Very wedding When oh, we that's nice. on eternity shore, when death is just a memory. It's also about dying. So Yeah. It's also the worst when people try to sing together on Zoom and it's never lined up. It's just <laughs> hell. Oh, God. I know. I Thoughts and prayers out to uh, Ben Platt and Idina Menzel crushing it somehow at the Disney sing-along <laughs> on ABC. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, some people have told me recently that... Um, uh, Post facial hair might look a little bit like Ben Platt, but I don't know if that's true. I could see that. Yeah, yeah, maybe get the he dye has, job. He's a little more, a little more rounded face. <laughs> I spent, I spent the majority of today when I wasn't um, researching for this project today. I, I spent a majority of today um, just watching and rewatching the trailer for Ben Platt live at Radio City Hall. <laughs> <laughs> which yeah, normal is the funny it's the best short film of 2020 so Ooh, far it's to send a link later so terrific yeah ben, like ben platt's definitely more rounded you're you're ben flat that's you Ooh, <laughs> ben platt a little more round ben Kevin's pratt more like ben's splat what because of j and o <laughs> come on i knew that was i, I could see not because of j and o just because you know it's like what is that then? What? I don't understand. I, I, I want to understand. I want to return to the fortune teller real quick. No, uh, that's okay. <laughs> um, Aaron, I had one more follow-up question about your journey. Yeah. Um, it is about working in the Christian world and how, like, has it been difficult sometimes to separate your like personal spiritual life from your work spiritual presentation and do people ever try to like corner you about it or just make assumptions that aren't that aren't right or or has it like helped it's been interesting i i think i flipped a switch five years ago or so especially with trying to do comedy and you know trying to be like what's what's the line which is just a nightmare mm-hmm. and i just kind of hit a point where i was like like i'm gonna just post stuff that i think's funny if I say shit, I say shit. You know, I'm just not being scared of everything. Yeah. And like, if I get church jobs, still cool. If I don't, cool. Uh, but just kind of making that the priority. I feel like I kind of let a lot of that go then. Mm. Where I, I definitely had some people reach out and are, you know, tweet me saying like, my son watched this. Can't believe you said that. And I was like, it's. I'm not saying anything terrible. You know, like just don't watch it. Then I don't. It's just that, that can't be my concern anymore. I would yeah. love if you got on Cameo and then your specialty was making apology videos to people's sons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, listen, Ronald. Hey, I'm, Broad Church. I'm sorry uh, for hey, saying little Broad Church. Poop sorry, you're dead. <laughs> 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 Things of that nature. I get yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. 
You, yeah, and and it feels, uh, and as we've gone through, uh, slightly, kind of, with this, but it, it's frustrating when it feels like things that are not issues or matters of character or integrity become lines of demarcation for other people, things that are as superficial or frivolous as language and swearing become how a people a person like views you or, or truly judges you in in that sense or like could like be dismissive or write you off in some way yeah of course and i know a lot of us have felt it but i think that time five four years ago after that happened and then i started going to therapy i feel like i started having a lot more I don't know, better conversations with people, more in tune with who I am. It, I was less churchy, but I feel like I was so much more Christ-like. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'd be at a bar and have a conversation, and I was like, I wouldn't have had this conversation several years ago when I was trying to think of, like, what's the correct thing to say here? And I was just kind of, I don't know, there's more freedom there. Yeah, but the the work stuff, I, I don't, every once in a while, it's a, it's a good situation. And I kind of cling to those because they're very good at, examples for me personally like there's a lot of bad examples mostly bad examples i think but some churches i've worked with the reach team really the last year reach records they're awesome and they've been like Mm. a big encouragement just in a workspace being like these people are doing it the right way Mm. i have to come up with like youtube concepts we run lecrae's youtube and he's just he's just the man he really is and i like i fully believe him you know and like his intentions his heart so i like to hear that yeah, those are the kind of people, like, you find a couple of those and you'll start to come around, I think. I think it's super hard, especially with, like, hip-hop, where you got to look so cool. You know what I mean? And just trying to balance that, like, it's, I mean, I guess Chance the Rapper would be the one that you can be kind of goofier, but I feel like it's it's hard for a lot of people to kind of show the goofy side. So that's what we've been tasked with doing is, that, like, he's a funny dude as well as, like, a great communicator and artist, so we're trying to show the... I like my rappers like I like my Disney characters, Goofy. I I do appreciate a, a you know a hip hop man or woman that can cut it up a little bit. Exactly, uh, that's kind of what I'm looking for. I see myself in that. Then it's that's like okay, I see me represented in this mm-hmm. gentleman or lady that uh, may not look like me. Good, yes, yeah. yucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you wait? Should we do Dear Stan, but it's goofy? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. That made Caroline's mic droop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From the sheer force it. of that joke. <laughs> all right. So, I mean, in light of all that, and maybe before we take a break, I guess my question is like with all that and having to process all those nuances of, of imagery and perception versus reality, what do you feel like on a day-to-day basis or on a personal basis that God, the idea of God or Jesus is to you right now? Man, that, that's, that's the question, right? That's like the number one thing I got to figure out. You can say no thank you. <laughs> it's not no thank you. It's not, I'm not having secrets. It's just something that I like haven't really wrap my mind around or tried to Mm -hmm. in a long time. I think where I'm at for the first time ever the last few years, it's, I just think it's weird to feel certain about anything, you know? Uh, So there's always kind of, I don't know, when people are dead set on something and don't hear other opinions, it closes them off to other people and other ideas. So I don't know. I, when I think of God, I think of, you know, creator. I'm, I'm still there. I still think there's more to it than just an accident. I don't know what that looks like. And it's definitely gotten pretty, uh, uh, maybe what I would have called hippie a long time ago. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, just as far as love, the the kind of positive positive forces, the thing that kind of ties us all together is the law above the law that we're all kind of on the same page, just born that way. Unless there's some kind of drastic imbalance, we all think right and wrong for the for the most part is the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, does that make any sense at all? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. No, totally. I, I was just thinking, like, it is funny of our younger selves would have been like, New Age is so stupid and oh, like yeah. worship a tree. And then we all eventually come around, we're like, love actually is the thing that unifies us and binds us together. <laughs> and I worship it. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and trees I, are like the purest form of living. So we should do that. Yeah. And I have friends, <laughs> you know, several years ago, like, they got into crystals and tarot cards and all this stuff, which still kind of weirds me out. But I feel like in five years, that might be normal to me, like <laughs> the way therapy, I'm going. Right? So hey, you might be know. the bowling ball fortune teller in five years. <laughs> Who knows? That's real true. I get that. But I think what I'm hearing from all this stuff, too, is that the general sense I have from you is that you just feel a lot of freedom and permission. I think on a day-to-day basis, and especially right now, it's becoming so clear and evident what our needs are when we feel deprived of things that we didn't realize we needed and then in the absence of it, you you realize or recognize the need. So I feel like with faith stuff and contemplating God or the idea of faith, it's always, we always start from a place, I think, when we're raised with it of what what should I need or what should I want or what would like a good, what mm-hmm. what is the good version of this? Or like right, the, what's the, the correct answer? The idealized version of it in the in the way that like even these worship songs, even like the Phil Wickham stuff you're listening to, is always like an idealized perspective or, or state of mind. And now I think you and correct me if I'm wrong, it feels like you're in a place now of you can genuinely and sincerely ask yourself, what do I actually need today? And sometimes it's not the things that you were told that you you needed. And sometimes it is, and you can go in and out of those things, but it sounds like you have like a good amount of permission and liberty right now. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know I used to do things out of uh, obligation or just avoiding shame, you know what I mean? And now it's freedom and exploration, I'd say. Not in a weird, that sounds like sexual. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, um, hey, gotcha. buddy, it can be sexual if you want it to be. It's all good. But <laughs> the, the crazy thing is that that feels so like anti- you know, American Christian when I say that, but I think that's so much more godly. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you say that it's like, you're supposed to live, you know, out of a place of freedom, but I was always like, I don't, this feels like a lot of shame and I'm, I'm, you know, in a cage here. So yeah, I guess that's where I'm at. You're, you're giving me a free therapy session here and I love it. Great. Yeah. yeah. Word vomit. You're like, what I'm hearing, let me make this make sense for you. And it's wonderful. <laughs> oh, it's so, yeah. Well, I think it's just because it's like relatable for us too. We can understand what you're trying to say in a big way yeah. of like, yeah, that uh, living in freedom feels profound when you uh, didn't like trust your intuition for a long time or like really think that you could make your own values or anything like that. So it does feel different when you feel set. Yeah, loose. and even even the phrase living in freedom feels a little bit loaded because we do we are familiar with like there's freedom in Christ and we're I actually know. the most free when we're doing exactly what uh someone's telling us. To do. <laughs> That's exactly. actually the most free. So it feels like it's always like a bit of a reclamation process to to feel that fully. But thanks for catching us up on all that. 
Aaron. Yes. Amen. And, and it's been it's been good to you know I, I it's been nice to be able to maintain a, a, a friendship even at a distance for for all these years and and to be re, reunited once again on Mike. Oh, it feels so good. Thank hey, you. I love so you. <laughs> oh, we love you too. What? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay, what? I don't know. Uh, I feel I don't feel ready. Oh, okay. Caroline's <laughs> out. I'm all in, baby. Uh, but let's take a break and we'll be right back with more good Christian fun. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, imagine a world, if you will, where you have an extra hour in your day. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to go for a run? Are you going to take a nap? Are you going to read a book? Are you, hey, you know, listeners of this show, are you going to pray? Are you going to perhaps read not only a book, but maybe the good book? Well, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what it is that's important to you and to make that a priority. And guess what can help you do that? Therapy. Therapy can help you find what matters to you. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. And I can attest to this personally. I've been in therapy for 11 years now and it has helped me tremendously to figure out my priorities, to figure out where my time is going and why and how to focus on the things I need to focus on and shy away from the things that I actually don't care about, but I just kind of get in autopilot and I'm not feeling and dealing and tuning into my body in real time. Therapy helps with all of that. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GoodChristianFun today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GoodChristianFun. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time to dive into this topic. Come on, let's go. Oh boy. Uh, now we talked about a few bands that we could do, Aaron, and uh, there was actually <laughs> there's a few whiffs from me in terms of suggestions of like yeah, that's true. Oh, maybe do Avalon. We haven't done Avalon yet, or maybe and you're like news, Newsboys Circus Time or whatever. Oh yeah, it's called it's called Newsboys Circus Time. <laughs> there's a movie they put out called Under the Big Top that might be oh yeah more of a chore to watch than 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 fun. But then we eventually landed on. Creed, uh, per per your suggestion and your connection oh, yeah. to yeah. Creed, and and we uh, uh, we we decided on this, and we welcome that suggestion honestly with our arms wide open. Uh, so, oh. Aaron, I would I would love for you to talk about your relationship with Creed, the band. Sure, I was late to the Creed train. Like I, I wasn't in love with them when they were huge, honestly. A little, little later, probably high school, when it was, you know, half ironic, 
Yeah, like then, give wow. us a year for high school, so I, I think can, yeah, you're the first person to love Creed like after they became I know. the joke. <laughs> uh, so it's sort of like, uh, 04 something, 05. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, because I was, it's when I I was like uh, public school through middle school and then Christian school and high school, and it was a little more. It was still going on there. Oh, I yeah. see. Oh, so uh, Christian it was school. Like, yeah, it is sort of a time warp, yeah, portal that yeah. you walked into. Got in like, the switch foot. It's the stuff that I wouldn't have heard. Yes. Yeah. Well, also, like, I think your um, emotions as a high schooler probably, like, lined up at that time with what you wanted to hear, which was crazy. Yeah. Maybe a yeah. little, yeah, a little angsty. Yeah. Uh, I, I know it's hack and dumb, the butt rock stuff, but I, <laughs> I kind of dig it. And I, I mean, I'm, I listen to it. Like when I'm alone. It's what's not just it, like... What's it do for you? <laughs> what does it do for me? Mm-hmm. I, Caroline I said with an expressionless face. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a soft smile. <laughs> that, I can sing it really well. So I'm a, I'm a karaoke bitch. Like big time. Oh, then, oh, so, what's your go-to with those? With arms wide open is by far the song I've done the most. Uh huh. And 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 it's been your lifelong dream to be a father yourself, right? So that kind of plays into that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I have to find a woman that's down for me singing that in the delivery room. Right. <laughs> As you catch the baby coming out. Mm-hmm. You have to yeah. find your Jacqueline Step. Yeah. So I uh, I don't know. They were they just got some bangers, and then I spent a beautiful night with them about five years ago. <laughs> it was one of the best nights of my life. And so I'd have this just super soft spot for them. You went to a concert of theirs. I did. And I, I talked to old Scotty. Okay. <gasps> what state was he in when you talked to yeah. him? Yeah. All right. Well, Wait, we gotta, what year was it? Let's, let's, we're diving it in. It was 2015. We're really diving in here. Yeah. Oh, my God. So I was in Houston. Hey. Texas. My friend plays baseball, and we were in a suite at the Astros game. Okay. Mm-hmm. And someone tweeted me while I was there. I was like, Scott Sapp's there. You got to find him. So I was like, okay, we'll just make this a bit. So I start tweeting him and tweeting pictures. And I'm like, you got to find him, whatever. Oh, my gosh. Um, And then we look over two boxes to our left. It's got, (gasps) it's a full-on Sapp infection right there. uh, (laughs) Step up to the streets. Yep. So I just start doing like, you know, like dumb zoom in stuff and posting it. And like, it was starting to be a thing and people are commenting and tagging him and all this stuff. So we're just having fun with it. And about 30 minutes later, I get a tap on the shoulder and it's his manager who just came to our box and was like, we saw the video, saw they were super funny. Here's 15 tickets to the show tonight. (gasps) So we were. Wait, it was a show that night? This is a dream. It was. It was an afternoon game. Okay. It was like a four o'clock game. And they're like, come to the show. Yeah, and so I was with a bunch of friends. It was oh uh, our friend Colin's birthday. That's why we were out there. So yeah, okay. It, it, the game ends. I mean, I'm on a high. This was like, it started as a joke. Then I was like, this is the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. I was, Do you remember the venue really. that they were at? I know Houston. I grew up in Houston. Was it Cynthia Woods Mitchell Pavilion? Was it Toyota <laughs> no, it's, Center? it's something new. It's like Rosewood or something. Something wood. Rosewood City Hall. <laughs> no, look it up. It's new. It's great. Okay. <laughs> Aaron, um, you're like legit the hot girl that gets invited on a yacht party, you know, kind of out of nowhere. Oh, right? yeah. Exactly. You're like a groupie. Scott you're Stapp, like, I was a groupie. You're like what my mom was to Jerry Lewis at a Tulsa Country <laughs> Club in the 70s. A true story of my Jerry Lewis hitting on my mom. I thought she was uh, waiting on him. No. Well, she was because she worked at the golf store. 
at the country uh, club. Yes. But anyway, who? Yeah, you're like my mom uh, of the seventies. Well, my mom, my mom went on tour with Crosby, Stills, and Nash. <laughs> mom, Caroline, what did your mom do? She's Cat Stevens. Wait. She sewed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> she tweeted at Cat Stevens to change his name back. <laughs> Got married at 21. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you saw him at the concert. So I'm like, oh, hold on. We're not at the concert yet. We're still in the, we're still in the box having a great time. White Oak Game Music ends. Hall? Is that what it That's is? It. That's okay. it. That's it. White Oak one. Music Hall. Great. It's a very good venue. Check it out. Okay. Uh, so Game Ends. We walk out in the concourse, whatever. We're waiting on the elevator. It's one elevator, so everyone's backed up. Ooh. We're still like laughing about it just because Creed's always been kind of y- something we've laughed about. Always we carry Hilarious. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then that guy taps me on the shoulder. He's like, hey, do you want to meet Scott? He's right here. I wasn't ready. So I was like, uh, yeah, sure. And I just turned around and I'm just face to face with Scott Stapp. Oh my gosh. Um, and he goes, hey, man. And I go, hey, awkward second of silence. And I had nothing to say. I was not prepared. And I go, you're my hero. Aaron. <laughs> I swear That's to God, so I said sweet. that. And he's That's holding so hands sweet. with his son. And he just like took a second and he's like, thanks, dude. <laughs> I'm sure for him he's like this guy just spent like an hour and a half tweeting me like a little bit jokey and now he's absolutely like, like with a tear in his eye telling me I'm his hero yep so I have a picture with him and my friends in the background like you know doing jerk off motions and just making it <laughs> making it stupid uh, did you like small talk for a little bit no or was no that I bailed after okay. that I felt okay. immediately so stupid <laughs> Um, oh boy i know and then we went to the concert that night and it was just the best i got a shirt i got <gasps> real drunk cool. it was an acoustic show but it still rocked really hard and loud Hell yeah and so oh we were just gosh. screaming you know half sarcastic half having a great time with all his old biker friends and it was just a special evening that, that is so forget. magical that's really fun what yeah. a nice personal connection to him and i do love <laughs> Love in that interaction that he now has the impression that he is a Bruce Springsteen esque legend to you. <laughs> my absolute my, hero. Yeah, <laughs> my hero. You're my I've done hero. That with Why? every major celebrity I've met, <laughs> my mind goes blank and I say something. I told Chris Daughtry, "Home" was my favorite song. <laughs> I told Jason Alexander and gestured to my sister, "We're sisters." <laughs> I line. Uh, wait, what's the celebrity <laughs> thing I've done that's embarrassing? Nothing's coming to mind. I've had nothing but oh, positive you, shuffle through. Shuffle yeah, through, you're shuffle, no, shuffle, shuffle, you're cool. Shuffle, you do this. Just nothing good. but slam dunk, slam dunk. Yeah, no, slam that was a slam runs. dunk. Uh, we went on a date. Uh, they're my mentors. I can't talk about them. Uh, I remember uh, complimenting <laughs> Haley Duff outside of uh, Hairspray <laughs> in 2005. <laughs> What'd you say? Not Hillary or Haley Duff. Did you say nice divorce? <laughs> no, I didn't. I don't even know she was married. <laughs> nice divorce. <laughs> Oh, that's savage. That's a terrible thing to say. What? I thought about that because I, I saw her at a restaurant once, and it was like the day after her divorce news broke, and uh-huh. she was out with her girlfriends or whatever. I've talked about this before. Good so for her. Not on this show, you haven't. Oh, I haven't? Okay. I don't believe so. Oh, that's my gracious. brag. So, no, I love that. I love blankness in the face of celebrity. Because so cool. truly, if you have no commonality, what's the point? I don't yeah. want to, I don't, I only want to meet like two celebrities because I could say, like, we have this in common. 
Yeah. Like if yeah. I met well, if Aaron, I met Lauren Dern, if I met Lauren Dern, that would be great. Lauren Dern. I can't Aaron, believe I said Lauren. Do you Lauren have? Yeah. <laughs> do you have a passion for ISIS or Kid Rock or mm. anything like that? Oh, Those are I things see. you could yes. have also talked to him about. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I did not see the connection for a minute, and I was like, uh-huh. I've no, I've I've been or, against ISIS the whole time. Has Ti <laughs> saved your life? Now that was something. He has not. Yeah. yeah. No, my sex tape with Kid Rock has not come out yet. That's still under wraps. <laughs> oh God. I mean. Okay. Well, you have that in common then. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, I was there. Oh my gosh. Oh, you're in yeah, it. No. Okay. We have. It was that night. We, the all, the closest person we've covered in terms of like uh, scandal or salaciousness or criminality on the show. To Scott's staff, the closest analog would maybe be... Gerbert. Say, what's that? <laughs> Gerbert. Yeah, Gerbert. Yeah, Gerbert, who <laughs> got me too'd and <laughs> went to jail before felony charges before dying of COVID-19 in prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we still mourn his passing a, because... It's a wreck. Every life matters. Um, but, <laughs> but maybe like Mike Warnke because of his like actual scammery. Mm-hmm. Carmen's a scam artist too. But like we've not talked about someone who's had this much trouble and mr scott stapp has had a lot of trouble and there's a lot of compassion to be had as far as like certainly as Mm -hmm. far as like substance abuse goes and getting you know alcoholism and getting addicted to percocet xanax prednisone like pretty much everything and it is just like such a typical rise and fall rock story as far as like the pressures of a certain lifestyle getting to a person Uh, yes i think i think i can say for a fact though we have not um covered anyone else who has gone on record saying that they want to kill president obama uh, (laughs) which he did do uh which is i'm sure many of the artists we've covered wanted to That's true, 100%. When you look at Smitty's face when he's talking about his friend, the other W, you know. You think Shonda Pierce doesn't have a knife in her bedroom labeled for Obama on it (laughs) somewhere? I don't know. Kevin Sorbo from our last show. (laughs) Kevin Sorbo. For real, Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, absolutely. Good grief. Yeah. No, he was. Uh, that's but, not Scott Stapp's uh, thing. The Scott Stapp stuff too, with that all those struggles. I think a lot of it has to do with the stuff we were just talking about. You know, his dad was a pastor. He's a prison or a, a prisoner's kid, pastor's kid. What Ooh. Pentecostal? Uh, pastor. What a slip! Aren't they the same thing? Honestly, Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it was like really abusive too. Like and people like you know, the Christian. Yeah. You're yeah. a Christian band label, and he's like, "No, we're Christians that make music. We're not that." And also, I think like fighting against that, so maybe leaning into the rock and roll lifestyle a little bit. That had to be yeah, part of it. I thought that was interesting too. I didn't know about all the scandal stuff before getting into the topic for today. And uh, I thought it was, it was crazy reading about what he went through as a child and what his dad was like, who was probably like the first big Christian influence on his life and set him up with a lot of stuff. But it seems like Scott has never like renounced Christianity or really gotten that far from even evangelical no, Christianity. No, like, not at all. He's pretty much, yeah, like he'll he'll play with like, oh, I'm a Christian, but I don't want to talk about it or it's not, we're not a Christian band, et cetera. But like when pressed, he'll be like, yeah, I'm a Christian. And yeah, like yeah. you have to I, be I just did. Like I so just said things. so many worse things than Scott Zapp has ever said when it comes to <laughs> faith. <laughs> Fully. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. It's true. That, that's Which what is makes like an so... interesting, yeah, like a conundrum that he's in. Uh, because too, 
especially when you read about all the history because they disbanded, they got back together, they disbanded again. And by all accounts, it's absolutely his fault why they're not still together or why they did not have more success. Like there was even like a New York Times article where all the band members said, Scott just got too wild and we couldn't ha- just, it, it is so clearly by all accounts an issue with him, how they had their wow. inevitable, like, I mean, a, a fall would be inevitable for anyone in terms of like popularity success, but in terms of like the cliff side drop off that oh, yeah. they seem to have culturally, there's just, yeah, so many, there's so many things going into this and swirling around it. They were part of like, this sort of like uh, next step of grunge new metal thing like Nickelback and Stained with no E and like all those sorts of bands, which I contend is still for me. I know it hits different for Aaron, but it does for me feel like the grossest sounding music in the world. <laughs> there is no music that when I listen to it make that makes me feel, I mean, other than like truly like death metal and like polka? The, yeah, for the sure. stuff that makes no polka, stuff that's trying to be evil. polka rocks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> polka freaking polka? slaps. I love Zydeco. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, there's there. It, it makes me feel bad about myself uh, <laughs> when I listen to it. Like something I totally internally. get that. If so, that wasn't my, the natural sound of my voice, I would probably feel the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I have so to like it because like that's it what I can do. That's what you can do. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, and that's why I love Kermit. Uh, because that's kind of where my voice naturally goes too. Uh, exactly. Uh, throaty tenor. I didn't choose this life. Can you, know? you take me higher? I wonder how true that is that you like the music that's like the closest approximation of your voice. Oh, there's got to be some <laughs> like signs to it. The only thing yeah. you like. Mm-hmm. Like if Michael Buble was like, I love metal. Like this sucks because I love metal. <laughs> Not when every time I try to sing it, I'm like, yes, Satan, take me downtown. <laughs> Satan take me downtown is my impression of metal lyrics. <laughs> Satan take me downtown. I mean, it sounds like a nice time. It sounds like a good relationship. You're making requests. He's hearing you. Candlelit it's, dinner. It's reciprocity. <laughs> There's give and take. Yeah, I love that. Oh, Satan to take That's me downtown fun. as well. Uh, but the album we are talking about is Human Clay, which is the biggie out of their, basically their three, their trinity. I mean, they made one other one, but it it doesn't really matter. Yeah, Uh, they broke up. It was like 10 years later. Yeah, it didn't count. Yeah, so this came out in 1999. My brother had this album. A lot of people I knew in Texas had this album. So I have very distinct memories of certain, some of these songs and some of them do like uh, Arms Wide Open, Are You Ready, What If, Higher, and even My Sacrifice, like those feel, those those are very familiar. And I even have specifically with Arms Wide Open, a very vivid memory of my friend's sister, uh, of all of us riding in the car, my friend's sister saying, you know, this is about his son. This is actually about his son. Oh yeah. We created life. Like that part? Yeah. Well, and the to be clear, the song does, uh, <laughs> Start with a a, a, a super pro life um, <laughs> sound effect in terms of uh, a baby's heartbeat that you can hear at the top of the track. Boop, boop, oh, I didn't boop, notice boop. that. Yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't really either, honestly. Truly, <laughs> no. Yeah. I feel like yeah, that's yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's true. Well, I just heard Come on, Aaron. The news today. 
It's gonna be out of sync, all right? That'll make it funny. I like it. It's gonna change. The the karaoke gold here is the last chorus. And they write yeah. it on the karaoke screen, it's funny. He goes, Oh yeah! That? Uh-huh. But if you double that up, it crushes. Ooh. So like you do that one, everyone laughs, but then you go. Oh yeah! Ha, ha, ha. And it just like, <laughs> destroys every time. Guaranteed How do you laugh. keep it's it awesome. going? I mean, like you know, you get the initial giggles of like, oh, he's doing this song, but then you have to do the whole song. You gotta commit. It's one and of the few things I'm not. It. I'm not great at committing. I'm not like an improv guy that'll hey. go up there and just be a total dumbass for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is something that I like. If <laughs> I, I like that. That's the concept of improv form? people. <laughs> I'm not a dumbass like an improv sustained guy. dumbass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where I'm like, I'm not comfortable yeah. being yes, yes, yes. a goofball. Sure, silly. That should have said a silly that. a goofball like a improv. Rapper. Sure. Yes. <laughs> like Lecrae. <laughs> yeah, but this is one that like I'll I'll go full Creed and it's. That's fun. I would yeah, enjoy that. It's old, but you know what? I still have a good time. Now, everyone has their favorite. Uh, I feel like with our generation, there's like a favorite. There's one 90s go-to song that you would love to do top of mind when you go to karaoke. For me, it's not uh, with Arms Wide Open. It's You Ought to Know by Lance Morissette. Caroline, Whoa. do you have one? No, I don't have a signature karaoke song. It's like my lifelong quest to figure that out. Really? You've done it. You've done karaoke. Uh, Like... Twice. Once was in front of a crowd, and then once was like a room that I had for the evening with Nathan. That was it. A hotel room? (laughs) No, you can get like a private room. Wait, just y'all? It was just you two? Yeah, it was like a little anniversary. (laughs) Wait a minute. Hang on. What? This is not that weird. Wait, wait. Hey, a a karaoke room where it's only two people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have like, it was like a whole, you know, like. (laughs) place where all they have is individual rooms no i i know yeah. the setup of those places that's not what's <laughs> yeah. weird to me i've never heard of a date night there <laughs> it's weird to it's me a, it or, was really fun or even like a double date night where it's like the it four of us a like hundred dollars i know really you split that with five other people <laughs> it was like a, it was a splurge it was our anniversary it was really fun we did mostly that. Elton John. And so Caroline's just going off and doing whatever <laughs> song she's doing. Yeah. And one guy's there just clapping yeah. along. This is yeah. a song for you. It literally was so just much more comfortable. I feel like karaoke is so, like, it's really humiliating. You have to be really prepared to, like, stick it out and do the thing yeah. and either be really good and, like, impress everybody or, like, be kind of fun. And that also is a whole other chore. So I don't really know how to do that. Is being fun... <laughs> Yeah, to like get the crowd going, like get people excited, or to be a total like drip and you just like kill the vibe in the room with your really dumb song. Oh, yes. man. that's what I'm afraid of. I just, I, I, I'm, I'm stunned. <laughs> yeah, I don't even mean amazing. it as a criticism or anything negative. I just, oh, it's okay. <laughs> I just, am, I am floored by the idea of renting <laughs> a whole wonderful. room. I years yeah. ago I, I was gonna make a series of like fake vlogs where it's just the saddest things possible. So it's like my life is just <laughs> miserable. It would have been funny if I would have stuck it out. And I rented one of those rooms alone. Oh my gosh! And it was one of the more embarrassing okay, things so I've ever done. That's weird. Yeah, I it was. Do that. But the guy like couldn't get it. He's like, "How many people?" I was like, "I'm just me." And he's like, "But more coming?" I was like, "No, it's just me." He's like, and I set up a camera, just singing alone. It yeah, it felt terrible. <laughs> 
But I'm glad you kind of did that on purpose and not as a joke. Yeah. Fun. And listen, an yeah. audience of, of uh, and when it's your significant other, there might as well be uh, 99 people in the in the room. As long as there's one that believes in you. That's uh, all I need. Gaga style. All I, need. Uh, <laughs> I, I also am, am picturing a huge room so that you guys are like. It wasn't like a ballroom. It was apart. like. But even know, in the rooms room. I've been in, it's like, yeah, these tables can seat like. 18 people there was if, one table it was like yeah it, it was small <laughs> and our personalities were big enough to fill a room five times that size oh i <laughs> i adore this, I think this is so, the last time i went to karaoke was in february and it was for like a friend of mine's birthday party it was a friend of mine that I didn't know like super, super well, other than like honestly seeing them at birthday parties and running them into them around town. So it was them and I knew her and her boyfriend and everyone else in the room was new people. And we had the best time. I feel like that's like an ideal because they're, because, because of the built-in humiliation that is in karaoke where it's like, yeah, and especially when like no one's doing musical theater stuff and mm-hmm. trying to like audition for X Factor or whatever, and that energy's kaput, and people are just buying drinks for each other. Yeah, that's fun. But now I do want to do one on one. It's great. Or to you have, don't have like, to wait for a bunch of people to like do their song, and the whole time you're just being like, "Okay, I'm ready to do my creed," you know, like getting did all y'all do it every song? Because there's two uh, mics. Did y'all do it every song? Or do you go back? No, and I did a few. I did a few solos. <laughs> You and I were also like pretty drunk. It was like sloppy. It wasn't. It wasn't a well-oiled machine in there. Right. It's just so. <laughs> and you could hit the applause button on the. Oh remote, yeah. So oh we did that a few times. <laughs> <laughs> we told people in the other rooms to turn it down a little bit. <laughs> I. Oh, Caroline, should I do this for a first date? Is to take. I, think you, I would like totally to recommend take it. Absolutely. One person. I, it was really fun. <laughs> I guess because I haven't been to that many karaoke experiences, I like didn't. It didn't seem like oh, what a oh, what a bizarre take on the karaoke uh, tradition. You're right. Maybe I'm being weird about. It. <laughs> just, yeah, you're weird with all of your friends. It's That's so strange. So funny. <laughs> oh God! But uh, there was one line in Arms Wide Open uh, where he said, uh, "He says if there's." If I have just one wish, only one demand, I hope he's not like me. I hope he understands. And to me, this is the Creed equivalent of the scene when Forrest Gump discovers that Jenny had a son and Mm -hmm. that the son is his. And he says, is he smart or is he? And he gestures to himself and you realize that Forrest Gump knew that there was something a little bit like you know mentally whatever with him and it's heartbreaking that's what creed is doing they're evoking the spirit of, of <laughs> Forrest Gump. Gump that's the exact same thing yeah I well so. i mean based on scott Stepp's instagram i think his son might be a little bit like him because he posted a full video of like his nine-year-old boy singing bohemian rhapsody but but also oh. instead of seeing Mamma Mia, he said, "Let's kill ISIS. Let's kill ISIS." <laughs> Kid Rock, please let me go. You will go to court. No. Woo! Oh boy. Oh yeah. And just just to be clear for the listener for context, there was a sex tape that leaked in which both Kid Rock and Scott Stapp were um, depicted doing various uh, sex acts. Four and women. Scott Stapp said Y'all. what? Do we know what he said? What? Y'all don't know. 
No, what do you say? Oh, we still, me and my friends still quote this. He goes, he puts his hands behind, I've, I haven't seen it. He puts his hands behind his head and goes, it's good to be king. <laughs> oh no I swear I mean you gotta hand it to him I think in that case it was is good to be king yeah <laughs> king of what <laughs> king of that particular I guess rock and roll I mean I it's hard to overstate he was really big they they made so much money they they were the biggest band in the world they their, were their album went this album went diamond it went yep Diamond. Insane. <laughs> yeah, when I was reading a lot of these facts, I was so shocked because to me, I've only ever known them as like kind of a punchline. Right. It's like yep. Nickelback. But the reason everyone can make a punchline about them is because they were so fucking famous. Mm-hmm. They were so big. Yes. And also, people don't talk about how this was like post Pearl Jam and Nirvana and all that. So it was like kind of over and it was like a pop moment. So when our Arms Wide Open first hit number one, the other people in the top 10, Madonna, Christina Aguilera, Destiny's Child, Pink, Sync, Maya, another Destiny's Child, Backstreet Boys. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. What a class. What a great class to be in. So They like brought it back and like bumped the trend. Yeah, but, but yeah, by contrast, it was basically the only thing that was not some sort of like what at the time was probably derided by most like popular criticism or like critical consensus as like fluffy pop stuff which would now be heralded as like masterpieces like the way we do like carly ray jepson or something like that Uh, but it's just so funny how much the attitudes have changed are you snickering at that idea (laughs) no (laughs) oh it's so funny (laughs) yeah carly ray jepson (laughs) She has a great song called Higher too. Car- no, oh, really? No, but Car- Carly Rae Jepsen is a good example because like that sort of thing, if it came out 20 years before, it'd be like, yeah, okay, whatever. But because mm-hmm. attitudes have shifted so much, that might get maybe even over-elevated, but it gets elevated to a position it wouldn't otherwise, I feel like, with that stuff. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, no, Pearl Jam is a good comp. I do feel like Scott Stepp's voice is... And it's the it's the butt rock thing we've talked about that then like has been adopted by so many like truly like sold and marketed CCM artists as like the, like the kind of count casting crowns voice. Oh and yeah. Uh, Jeremy, what's his name? Camp. Camp. Yeah. Take my life. <laughs> that, yeah, like that yeah, is, yeah. that is what if by Creed it is. Sure. Yeah. No. And it truly is like, it's like, what if Eddie Vedder and Jim Morrison from the doors had a kid, but then mm-hmm. the kid ate gravel for a yeah, month. And he fell on his head <laughs> after eating gravel for 10 months. And, and that's what yeah. he sounds like. I wonder if that's part of like my aversion to it is it's so associated with like this worship music singer thing that I heard for so long or if it is just also bad. Your aversion to Creed? The aversion to that kind of singing. Yeah, no, because it it feels part and part. It feels like it's a guy that you wouldn't want to hang out with. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't sound like uh, your kind of people. Right. Now, the the other big one, it's so funny, too, that the two big songs on the album are sort of buried at number eight and nine on this 11-track album, but it is Higher, which Higher, here, let me get to the chorus. Hunger! <laughs> it's, like, it's so funny. Those drums sound so bad. So let's go there. Let's make our escape. Come on, let's go there. Let's ask and we stay. 
love this little this little riff. Oh yeah. It's the first song I learned on guitar right there. Oh my god. Now, this song has a lot to do with spiritual transcendence. Can you take me higher to the place where blind men see, to the place of golden streets? I would posit if you were in a music restaurant and they said, what would you like to drink? And you said, I'll have you twos where the streets have no name. They might say, oh, we don't have where the streets have no name. Is higher by Creed okay? <laughs> it feels like a Pepsi knockoff version yeah. of that particular. Yes, where that is like so hard. And even in reading up, like he was very influenced by Joshua Tree growing up because I'm sure it's one of the one albums he could probably listen to, unfortunately, because of his dad and, and the restrictions in the household. But uh, yeah, it's getting at a higher thing. It is so funny too that like, I, I guess they were the biggest christian band ever is what we can like conclude from all this stuff unless you count you too as a christian band unless you count you too right that's true i want uh, are they more christian i mean you two play you yeah, i mean kind of because you're talking about creed you know ripping lyrics from you two you two ripped it from the bible yeah Whoa. like they're both ripping from the same okay, spot that's you know so what I mean? true oh my yeah. god i hear that i love yeah. plagiarists uh, if I'm going to plagiarize, I'd like to plagiarize God. So, <laughs> number one, Christian band, you two. Number two, Christian band, Creed. You know, yeah. when I was listening to these songs, like, I, they're, I don't know, they're, like, funny in a certain kind of space, but also I 100% would be dancing and, like, bobbing my head to this if I was at that concert with you where he's there on stage. Like, there is... like fun energy and it does tap into like a certain expression that you want to do sometimes which is just like i'm a badass i need to yell and let it all out yes and then it like really strikes that nerve for you whether or not you like actually relate to that usually but it's like Uh really fun it's incredibly fun i mean that song is huge that chorus is so big that little riff it's just a great time and it it, Ah. those songs these songs do feel uh in a lot of ways, especially that song, feel formulated like purely for audience pleasure. If that if that sounds weird, but it's like a pop sensibility of how to do rock, where it's like, like it's not like the darkness of it all. Like yeah. it is like it's not like yeah. what if that second song on the album. That's what hard. If, big right. Time. Yeah. yeah. What if what if is basically like I'm gonna kill you, J.K. Maybe unless. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, what if? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like don't push me. I might make Hire, a video. <laughs> hires a song you headbang to while smiling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you're like doing this. With your like, arms like, around oh, your like, yeah. friends. Exactly. You're not like <laughs> like tough guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know. And it is like in terms of the lyrical content, I the, the other most Christian song on this album would probably be Faceless Man. I don't remember, oh. remember that one. Oh, this, this oh, doesn't feel good to me. Here, let me get to it. <laughs> I gotta recycle. I gotta be nice to my friends. Oh, I 
It's an after-school special. It really is. <laughs> Always do what's right. Some kids pop shit. Lord, I stay here against the faceless man. All right, let me get to the bridge. Next time I see this face, I'll see. This is the altar call. I choose to live for always. Scott Stapp is an artist, and his paint is vowels. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what's his paint? Vowels. Vowels. <laughs> do you think in our lifetime... I mean, the things he can do with them. It's yeah. amazing. Do you think there is a more imitated singer comedically than Scott Stapp? Do you know what I mean? Maybe like yeah. Dylan, but in our lifetime, it feels like everyone... Like if you say Creed, everyone goes... <laughs> yeah, everyone seems to have one of those. It's not That's hard to true. do. It's it's hack as hell because it's so easily imitatable. Yeah. But yeah, this song includes the lyrics, uh, frickin', I saw a face on the water, looked humble but willing to fight. I saw the will of a warrior. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. <laughs> Jeez. So it is... Woo. It is not even like a metaphor at this yeah. point. That's not a song right there. That's a psalm. Right? And then uh, it does conclude. Say la. Well, I'll, I say I choose to live for always, so won't you come inside and never go away? And that's, that's becoming Christian. That's a Christian life. I know. That's the thing. Then they're like, whoa, we're not a Christian band. Fuck off. Oh, it's okay. so strange. Come on. Just like, come on. <laughs> Oh, and you read it on their on their uh, website. I think for either this song or uh, higher, they defended it by saying, "Like, oh, we were actually writing about what it's like to have a conscience." And it's like, no, no, dog. That's- Kevin, did you read the uh, the encyclopedia entry yes. about them? Yes, I did. It's so sassy. I mean, it is like. So, it's basically like dragging them for several paragraphs on being like, we're not Christian. And it was like, here's how you are an evangelical Christian uh-huh. and why. <laughs> no, it's, Whoa. it's really yeah, it, funny. It's so funny as a Rorschach test. But but it is like, it's such a weird game uh, uh, to play as a band. Yeah, I, but I always get it too. I'm always like, I know why you're saying this. And like, I couldn't. Right. I could just as easily rationalize like your position there, you mm-hmm. know. For sure. And even it's like, hey, if we wrote a song or two about God, we're talking about other stuff, don't just, you know, label us cuz these couple songs. But also if you're they knew what they were doing too. They're making money on the church. Yeah. You know, they're kind of in that space that no one was really in then. It was pre-skillet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, who would then later tour with them in like 20 Really? Yeah, I believe they opened for them or the the other way around. Yeah. Cuz they feel very that. closely related to Skillet Core. Yeah. I just I just I just don't like when when people like make money, they do the tours, they do all that stuff. They're like, "Whoa, don't call us Christian." You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't label. I mean, us. If you're going to do that stuff, come on, you got to own it. Yeah, Gracious. or at least say like, "You know what? I have a really complicated faith." You for know? sure. So I'll I, do Winter I mean, Jam. And a sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah. my journey. That's the winter ham. <laughs> and, and, and that's the spectrum of faith. It's yin and yang. Uh, Come on. 
I, guys, I, you know, usually I, I listen to these albums a couple of times before recording. I got through this baby once all the way through. You and really hate it that much? I, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't say I even hate it, but like, uh, uh, it was it was a str- especially the first half I found to be such a <laughs> struggle to get yeah. through. Although yeah, I did, I have to confess. Also, I think I and usually I at least listened all the way through, and this one I got halfway through, and I was working, and I was just like, "This is just so gross. It's like making me <laughs> upset." <laughs> I can understand like a little bit of value here and there, but it was like distracting me because I was getting Urgh. angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did feel like some, and sometimes when you're watching a bad movie, you don't feel the life leaving your body and time slipping away from the mortal coil. <laughs> and sometimes you do. And and I think... I'm sorry for the putting forth, Aaron. Which is not Which is not a value judgment on you or your taste, but it's just... It's, it's okay. It's okay. Well, it's I just, knew, I mean, when we were going to do this, this, I didn't suggest it because I was like, yeah, you know, Creed voice, ha, it's funny. I wanted to defend them. No, and I think that's way more interesting, and I, and I do like yes. trying to see the value of it, and even <laughs> I sound like a grandpa, but even just seeing like <laughs> like mainstream music that felt genuinely uncynical and not for like th- they did commercially so so well, but I don't think his motivation was purely commercial, and he did come from like talent. How's that? Uh, in terms of the, I don't know no in terms of like what they were trying to say lyrically like obviously everything they did was for a commercial oh, gain yeah, and value yeah, yeah, but I'm okay. saying like the the gearing the lyrics of like I don't think they wrote wash away all those years because they wanted to be stadium rock so you know what I mean like a song that like uh, maybe clunkily handles the idea of abuse or domestic abuse or, or even assault uh, but I, I, I think as far as like their, uh, his heart posture, it is tragic in a lot of ways. I do feel like compassion towards him and like all the mental and substance stuff he's probably been through because I think the seed of it probably was something like purity. And then he just like got caught in this mire of like, oh, actually it's not. And actually it is. And I'm going to kill you, Barack Obama. <laughs> and just this stuff and even like the 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 idea of ending your album with inside us all and it's like there's peace inside us all and like men making music like that where the message is like hey you know what you're gonna be okay you're gonna you're gonna have a peace in you is like funny but also kind of sweet even if i find it disgusting to listen to so i do and i do want to see value in in stuff like that and i and i never want to devalue things uh in, intrinsically on their own merit thank you you're welcome <laughs> thank you that meant a lot to me personally thank you <laughs> but does that make sense where it's like that makes total sense this is strange that like it's not even like quasi spiritual jesus references are real hot in rock music right now like they weren't one of like 12 guys as far as lyrics go as far as sounds go they were like one of a billion at that time, but as For far sure. as like lyrics go, it was like, "This is why are you doing this? This is strange. yeah." And I don't, I don't think we can give them enough credit to like see that space and they were capitalizing on it from the beginning. You know, mm-hmm. being like five dudes from Florida, I don't know if they were you know moguls like that and saw that. Um, so I think it was probably just out of like a you know artistic good heart <laughs> he wrote those songs, <laughs> and we should celebrate him and them accordingly. 
sorry to la- sorry to laugh uh, in the middle of that. I feel that feels disrespectful on some level. Um, Look, it's okay. I've been people have been laughing about me. What? No, about oh, buddy, it's not about years, that. All right, it's about not about me. that. But about me, yeah. We uh, Caroline and I are dodgeball captains, and we did do a draft of all of our past guests, and we we did pick you last on that. But that's not at all a reflection. Wait, dodgeball? Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but that's not about you. It's just like the way it kind of went in the draft, and there was oh like yeah, 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 alphabetical yeah. stuff. It's not a reflection of you at all. Well, I think uh, I think it might be time to just go ahead and, and rate the band. Uh, you know how this works, Aaron. The way we do it is we give it a thumbs up, a thumbs down, or a thumb in between the form of a holy toast or a holy roast. Holy toast, we take creed higher to heaven. heaven or holy roast, we take them not so higher. Uh, or if we're a little torn, like one of their songs is called, we send them to purgatory, which is... The space between. And we'll start... With our karaoke queen, Caroline Ely. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, since I couldn't quite dive into the album the way I normally like to, <laughs> I did dive into his like public persona a little bit more. Uh-huh. And I started reading his wife's blog that she writes for people, parents, which is like a sub brand, I guess. And she was pageant queen and then they went on a reality show called couples therapy together to talk about his crazy stuff Mm -hmm. and there's just like this whole second or i guess third or fifth chapter for him about i think he's still trying to like regain his image in a big way and like they they give they like float stuff to people magazine all the time or doing these photo shoots of him being a father and doing all these things and it's just really interesting. And I think that's what makes me um, question even more a little bit of his artistic integrity. And he has been through a lot. And I couldn't stop like, I don't know if this is a reductive comparison, but I kept thinking he's kind of like a Florida Kanye a little bit in that like... Kanye South. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, uh, I don't Kanye. know, like kind of... Like really successful and like pushed a genre in kind of a new direction and is very polarizing, obviously shares a lot of maybe the same like mental health struggles. Uh, Literally has with a, bipolar disorder. With yeah. Kanye. And like has a really um, like very hot put together wife um, who like is also handling their image and everything. I don't know. I just find him like a, a, a strange character and he's obviously not like quite as successful as Kanye, I think, and like pulling it all off. But uh, that was interesting to me. I didn't get to talk about that yet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Caroline literally was sending me uh, screen caps from Jacqueline Stapp's blog in which <laughs> she does address Scott as daddy. <laughs> Yeah, it was like a Father's Day tribute. She yeah. never says Scott. She just says hubby and daddy, capital D. Oof. It's anyway. called daddy with a capital <laughs> D. Uh, <laughs> uh, human clay, I'm sorry, Holy Rose. That's, that's my prognosis. Again, I think it would be a lot of fun if I was there at a concert and got to sing along. Um, mm-hmm. But I cannot abide this album. No. It is too hard. All right, Aaron, we, we turn it to you, bud. Yeah, well, this is uh, not going to be a big surprise. Uh, <laughs> you know, he was 
the the captain of one of the best nights of my life. The wow. captain. <laughs> yep, wow. and he has been team cap. The the vehicle for so many of my best karaoke performances. Uh, he is not my hero, even though I told him that I am a liar. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, but I, if, if it's gonna people, break his heart when he hears this, if listeners, you know, if they leave with anything, everybody knows Creed voice now. It's outdated. It's funny. Whatever. They were massive, and some of those songs violently slap. They're fantastic. I feel right. like my dad is in the car right now driving, and he's like, actually, what you don't understand about yeah. like Hall & Oates is that this mm-hmm. was insanely progressive at the time. I love it. Uh, so I'm, I mean. I love that. Just, A great platform. You can't see me right now. You guys can, but listeners can't. My thumbs could not be any more erect. Holy toast. Just, I'm a fan. We'll always be a fan, not a hero, but he's, be he's, I'm a fan. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. Also, read his autobiography, Sinner's Creed, if you want a uh, more, I didn't even get to Sinner's Creed. more info on that. Also what? wrote the greatest sports song of all time. Yes, we might be closing the episode okay, on that. Okay, cool. Just uh, making sure. Just making sure we're going to touch on that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As, as a to be continued. To right. Yes, T- TBC. Um. Holy Rose for me. Oh, wow. It made me feel gross inside. And there's something, yeah. too, about, like, confronting... Because so much of this show and, and so much of, like, my experience even in in revisiting some of this stuff is is going back to these nostalgic moments of, like, oh, I remember going to this Newsboys concert when I was nine or whatever. And, like... And I do have, like, these flashes of, of vision and memory and, like, my brother... Listening to Human Clay. My brother doesn't care about music, but he had Human Clay because everyone had Human Clay. It sold like 12 million units in the year that it came out. So it is one of those things that um, puts me back in that moment and it makes you like, it almost like forces you to reconcile certain things about how you grew up and then almost like the weird ways in which we are at the whim of taste being made and chosen for us, especially people who grew up when we did it doesn't feel like there was a lot of autonomy as far as like the things we were into that were so like novel or niche. It's just like, this is what it is. So this is what you're going to listen to. It feels like decisions made for us. So it's, it's funny to go back to that stuff and, and things that felt in those like few short years, monocultural in that sense. But yeah, big, big old Holy Rose for me. Send, <laughs> send this creed back into the fire. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm uh, Scott stapping on Aaron's heart and breaking it into Can a million pieces. Can you send me lower? Can you send me lower? Unbelievable. <laughs> but we're not the final word on this. Go to at Christian Fun Pod and give it a roaster. Toast yourself. Get out there. Uh, actually, don't get out there. Stay inside. We're doing vote by mail on this Christian Fun Pod poll. Stay inside and Pokemon go to the polls. Ballers. Ballers? No Uncle Joe? Oh, I know. I gotta I gotta get some uh, milkshake brain Joe back <laughs> into the What is ground. that? Is it just just sniff sounds? <laughs> just hear your hair getting sniffed from behind? Did you guys see that funny video? The sound of a massage. <laughs> of Keegan Michael Key and Joe Biden playing Go Fish. It's really funny and good. Hashtag, that's my president. <laughs> Cut to Jordan Peele at home, <laughs> quietly closing a tab of <laughs> Michael Key's <laughs> political video. All right, now 
We're dimming the lights and lighting the candles here in our respective homes at a safe distance. The scents are coming on and we're going to take it higher right now. Aaron, we're not here to promote ourselves or plug our projects. We're here to lift them up to the Lord. It may be something that's given us a smile during these uncertain times. So we'll start per usual with Caroline. You can get a smile from me by going to Caroline's Farts on any social platform, just about. And that's free. And then I will lift up uh, a, a game on Switch I started playing and almost finished playing. Ooh! The Untitled Goose Game. Oh, you like Untitled so Goose fun. Game! It's so maddening. It's so frustrating and, and like hilarious. I, I enjoyed it very much. I'm almost done. I'm almost what? bringing the bell back home for those that know. Caroline, I'm like weirdly proud of you that you like took a because that because we we talked about that with Kevin and Yusong a couple weeks ago about how they yeah. thought you might like Untitled Goose Game, and I did I did they were right hey. and I've got a few other on my list too so I'm going full gamer girl in this quarantine this is a big turnaround for my brand awesome yeah. <laughs> I think it's terrific I I, th- I think it's great thanks uh, we turn it to Aaron yeah you can find me at Aaron Tuning. Everywhere, not everywhere. I don't, you know, snap anymore. You uh, do TikTok. I do TikTok a little bit, not really. Mainly Instagram and Twitter. Those he does TikTok, but he doesn't do a lot of talk, and that's not a lot of talking. Not since no. college, you know. <laughs> yeah, come hang out there. Since I have nothing else to do, I've been uh, putting a lot of content out there. So you know, I'm having a good time. Let's hang good out. Good job. Um, something you know, other than Broad Church, which is. A wonderful, heartwarming story about a dead boy named Broadchurch. Um, I like that lift up. That's a good one. I didn't know Olivia Coleman was in that. Olivia Coleman has been like the queen of BBC TV, low key, like like so long. But British people, British actors, just have like such a like abdication of ego that they don't care they'll do little tv things and then be in the big movies and then be like a four-liner in someone else's pro it's terrific that's why there's such great ensemble cast members and the things at the end they're wonderful um they don't you know they don't need any publicity i don't really need to lift them up but the new 1975 song that's all i'm listening to oh great it's so much fun it's not their ambient trash that i hate and get mad at it's (laughs) <laughs> the '80s goodness. It'll uh, it'll be good for your heart, and I just you, lift that up. You can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter everywhere, and I will lift up. Uh, you know what? There was a band uh, <laughs> out of Stillwater, Oklahoma, that I found recently that I've I've been enjoying tremendously. Their name is Other Lives, and they just put out an album called For Their Love, and it sounds very. Uh, it's like a it's sort of a folk rock that's like really Ennio Morricone inflected. So a lot of like ethereal choirs and, and sort of like dusty Western sounds. Mm. Uh, shouts out to Oklahoma, the city that did reverse their um, mandatory mask requirements at businesses after people were threatened with violence and the mayor rescinded they're it not within afraid. three hours. Because they love liberty. Uh, they're choosing they're liberty brave. over fear. So brave. <laughs> Hashtag brave. <laughs> And you can lift us up everywhere at Christian Fun Pod. You can go to patreon.com slash goodchristianfun for more Good Christian Fun every week. We put out a new episode every Friday. CDC recommended. CDC requires everyone to subscribe to patreon.com slash goodchristianfun. Anthony Fauci has been uh, 
<laughs> going wild in our comments section recently. Uh, and then you Most can... frequent poster. <laughs> yeah, he's even gotten into like shit posting on some of the Facebook groups too. I love it. It's like, don't you have more things to do? Uh, but then you can also go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. And every review you leave, we donate a dollar to charity. And this one's charity is our local food banks that need some food for folks. Aaron, thanks so much for joining us, buddy. Guys, thanks for having me. Y'all are wonderful. You're good You're PR wonderful. for the, the faith. Uh, that's <laughs> that's what we're looking to be. That's uh-huh. the first time I think we've ever heard that. Thank you very much. That's really nice. <laughs> I think it is. And there's nothing left to say except for, in all of Pod's people said, a Oh, yeah. So, um, Caroline, we, we did talk about um, perhaps there is one more song. Oh, yeah. Uh, that we might want to go out on uh, by Mr. Scott Stapp. This is a song called Marlins Will Soar, uh, which is a song that Scott Stapp wrote for the baseball team, the Marlins. So let's go out on that song. Marlins will store. Okay. Soar. That's what fish do. They soar, you know. <laughs> let's go flying marlins. Let's play ball. It's game day. We want strikeouts, base hits, double plays. Take the field. Hear the roar of the crowd. Come on, Marlins, make us proud. <laughs> I'm so happy for the Marlins. One strike, two strikes, swing away. A diving catch, a stolen base. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Play ball. Play ball. That was a HeadGum Podcast.